You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. This is Mike Mercadal. Uh, with me as always is... Will Watkins. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening. And uh, we've gotten like a nice little bump. Uh, and also the people who've been coming out to the live show. We, like uh, Elvis on our Unsung Heroes show every Thursday. Elvis is a hero now. He's a part of the show. We've got a lot of regulars. Um, I call Elvis a sidekick. Elvis is definitely part of the show. He's yeah. part of the team. Um, but yeah, every Thursday uh, at the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City, Queens, New York at 8 p.m. Uh, we're recording at the Creek Media Studios along in uh, in the Creek in the Cave. Producer Brian. Bang, bang. That's him. Uh, <laughs> uh, bang, bang. That's going to be our new catchphrase. Yeah, we yeah. make t-shirts. Um, yeah, we're... We're going to get sued by Dick Wolf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bang, bang. Uh, that delightful laugh you hear is from our special guest today. He's a very funny comedian, produces a bunch of podcasts, um and uh he's he's uh, all around one of the like uh, always a pleasure to see him around always nice company john rosenberger oh that's very nice of you to say thank you yeah, so yeah. much oh it means so much uh thank, thank you, you guys for having me yeah uh we do plugs up top so go ahead what does you do i know i've been on a, uh, a guest on morning coffee that you do with chris calagero i run three or two current podcasts and one future podcast oh I run a podcast called Morning Coffee with Chris Calagero. That's about uh, death and loss. So morning in the M-O-U-R. M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Uh, I run a podcast with uh, Emily Winter called How to Produce Live Comedy, which is less of a podcast and more of an instructional audio tape series about mm -hmm. uh, the various ways you can produce live comedy shows and the how to do it as best you can but it's got some personality to it it has a little <laughs> emily was hilarious yeah, yeah she's yeah. incredible Super and funny. all her guts are like top notch uh i'm running a podcast that will be out in the future called why the hell are you that's why the hell are you <laughs> yeah that's, that's hosted by uh, albert kirchner yeah oh, love albert yeah um these are all uh, these are all the things super that are funny New York comics you should look up and uh, and uh, yeah listen to all these things they, they sound great and I have a couple other little secret projects in the in the hopper right hopper is the term in the works in, in the, the works in the yeah. in, coming down the pipe and then I run a comedy show every other week uh, at Revision Lounge with Nikki Wright Chris Calagero and Danny Stratton called You'll Have Fun You'll Have Fun that's right and it's a fun show. As is guaranteed by the title of the show. Yeah, it's in. It's the proof is in the title of the show. There's no way that that can go wrong. Never. Every grave is like some sour face was walking out going fucking liars. Yeah. <laughs> I was promised. No. Um. But uh, yeah, yeah, super funny. We're really happy uh, to no, have thank you, you on. Yeah, and uh, you picked a great hero, and we'll get to that. Oh yeah. Um. Uh. But let's start off with the hero of the day. Hero of the day. Yeah, that's how he says it. You, John, mm -hmm. are, will are, are uh, allowed to do it. Introduce that segment any way you wish. Hero of the day, super <laughs> low key. I like it. I like it. Solid Ira Glass style. Yeah, Hero. very N very NPR. Very of the day. Very ASMR. <laughs> Lots of lips. Lip. No, Hero of the day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Side note, my girlfriend. My girlfriend. Uh, what was my least favorite thing to hear on audio? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would it be great to like a whole podcast of just lip smacking? Okay. You guys have 
Okay, so uh, my girlfriend was sending me videos of so there's ASMR videos of like people like tearing paper and fingernail clickings and a lot of whispering, like fingernails clicking on the microphone, like you hear, you know what I'm talking about? And I do. There's a whole fucking world of that shit out there. A- the ASMR videos, mm-hmm. and and then and then she introduced me to this other thing called mukbang, which is Ooh, literally people will sit and in on live video feeds and shove like 10,000 calories worth of food into their faces and people watch i call that breakfast yeah (laughs) (laughs) i call that the michael phelps uh that the they're literally just videos of people eating it's bonkers my favorite uh weird one is uh oddly satisfying on instagram oh i love it where it's just like weird like they had one the other day with the dude with like a like a like a scraper just scraping off uh, the popcorn ceiling Mm -hmm. and it was so oh yeah it was good yeah yeah do you guys watch fail videos? Yo, yeah. Everyone, what are your favorite brand of fail videos? The favorite, my favorite brand. Well, I always. I don't I'm a, mean like company. I mean like kind of. <laughs> yeah, Johnson and Johnson fail <laughs> fail videos. Uh, I love um, the ones where bullies get beat Ooh, up yeah, by their yeah, yeah. victims. That's one of my favorite, like I guess genres of YouTube video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about you? The classic is the I'm, I'm with Mike uh, My favorite one I've said this a million times But I fucking love the one Of the skinny kid Bullying the fat kid And the fat yeah. kid Just body slams Lil him Lil Zangief Yeah 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 Breaks his yeah. fucking hip Or whatever Yeah oh, he smashes so Yeah 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 it, those are those are really my favorites. But let's let's talk about the hero of the day. Who do we got? Uh, oh, I'm gonna go with uh, Ryan Coogler. I'm gonna go with that dude because uh, uh, Black Panther just uh, went to 1.18 8 billion dollars worldwide. Billion with a B. Jesus. Yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, this is the bully. Yeah, he keeps he punches him a bunch of times. Yeah. And he he doesn't quit. The the big dude's just chilling there, and then all of a sudden, yeah yeah yeah, little hop, little skip. And then, like he thinks he's like Muhammad Ali with his footwork, but he's just like more like House of Pain. Yeah, and then he just gets grappled, <laughs> picked up, and like fucking yes! slammed. This has to happen in Russia, right? It's That's Australia. Where all these, that was Australia. Australia. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, Hop away like kid a fucking... trying to wand- walk it off is the best part. Uh, Hop away like a he kangaroo. Has a concussion. And the thing is, you couldn't hear it there, but my favorite is at the end of that video, he's like, are you okay? And the kid goes, no. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, my favorite, if you want to look it up, my favorite, uh, it's one of my favorite uh, uh, names is Bully Gets uh, Slammed by Fat Kid. So even in the description of the video, he's still getting bullied. It's the same one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that same video. There's a, there's a, the, the, man, Brian on the spot. Yeah. Uh, I love having a producer. This is great. Um but the uh but who's the, Ryan Coogler yeah, yeah. uh I got to say Creed is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. Creed was so movie. good and Black Panther is r- really like solidified him as like yeah, he can make mm-hmm. big fucking shit too. Yeah. Cuz the see fight scene in the casino is one of the, the best fight scenes I've ever seen. It was amazing. Yeah, so yeah the the break where the I loved how they did uh Andy Serkis's hand s- yeah. Sonic Cannon hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh man, yeah they they really did put it together real real well. He deserves mm-hmm. so much credit, like for everything he's got. Yeah. Have I'm you seen his other stuff? Fruitvale. Yeah. Well, Fruitvale, I've seen Fruitvale and uh, Creed. Creed. And uh, but yeah, I mean it's uh it's a uh, it's almost like uh, Pokemon, and that he always like evolves up, or it's like, all right, we're gonna give you like a million dollars to make Fruitvale Station. Then that made like. 20 million dollars right right and then they're like all right we're gonna give you like 40 million dollars to make creed and that made like 200 million dollars they're like all right we're gonna give you like 
you know, hundred million dollars to make Black Panther, and now it hit one point one billion, billion dollars. dollars? Yeah. Jesus, that dude is a solid investment. Do you know what he's working? Do you know if there's anything else he's working on now? Uh, whatever the fuck he wants. Right? Yeah. Like there's there's because I will say Creed it, like kind of put him on the map. Really, he's doing Creed too. Yeah, oh yeah, Creed too. Because it's gonna be. Uh, but he's not directing. Oh, he's not. I heard he's producing. Uh, um, but but I will say that like Creed was a basically a fan film. Yeah. It, he just wrote it as like a fan a fan film. And uh, oh, Brian, what is this? Black Pan, uh, Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan has a huge production company too. He should kind of be in there also. Yeah. As like a cool dude, he's got a lot of real positive production. Yeah, he just, the name of his he just did the in- company. I'm, I'm fascinated by production company names. It, I, I think it's uh, not that Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he just, uh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Also, you could do a hero of the day because he just said he's going to do inclusion writers, which is good. Yeah, that's what, I'm, that's what I was talking about. In his production yeah. company, all the projects that he's going to do are, are going to have inclusion writers, which was a, a big thing in uh, the Oscars when um, – yeah, what's her name? Because it's going to uh, help out local businesses. It's going to help, help out local talent. It's going to help out uh, you know diversity and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it's a big deal. Uh, Frances McDormand was the one that said it yeah. when she's like, uh, you know, put inclusion writer. And um, uh, Outlier Society, is that what it's called? Yeah, Outlier Society is the Great. name of the production company. Good What name. a wonderful name for – Especially honoring all the things they want to honor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so good that a room full of uh, straight white guys can talk about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially again? considering what we're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> once again, uh, I have to reinforce that I am Latino and I distance mm-hmm. myself uh, from you in every possible way, Will. I, uh, I, I get it. Roll your R's. You, yeah. Roll your R's. Uh, well, it depends on which R you're sorry. If, it's the, if you, flip the fir- you flip the single R, you roll the roll double R. Roll the double R. R. There double you R. go. Um, can I can I do a hero of the day kind of? Yeah, sure, yeah, of course. Of the past three weeks, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jocelyn Lamru is an incredible hero. Who's, Who's that? that? Uh, she is a woman who has played for the U.S. hockey team for twenty four oh, years. Oh, she did the dope ass move. And she won a uh, gold medal in nineteen ninety eight, and then lost to Canada every year until two thousand eighteen, and then went into overtime. And had a shootout goal against Canada, and it was the craziest goal in the world. And that's the first. This is time the, this is in the Olympics. Just in the now. Olympics this year, and this is the first time in twenty years that Canada has not won gold, and that the U.S. has won gold. That's yeah, hockey. I, um, hockey's one of those things that I wish I would have gotten into as a kid, because I feel like I'm too old to just start. Like my ankles won't look put at, up. Look at it. the look at the beauty of this goal. I'm sorry. I know this is an auditory medium, but no, yeah. Whoa! Yeah, yeah. No, there to, is a lot to be able of... to destroy somebody like that on that big of a stage and have it mean so much. Be so stone cold. That is a hero, and especially shootouts like that become like it's like when uh, I like I always tell the story. I went to the when the Marlins were in the World Series in two thousand three. 12. Oh, 12, the latest one? Or, right, wasn't that the most recent one? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and um, there was one of the games that went into like 12 innings, and it was um, uh, it, like everything came down to a, every single pitch could have been like the end. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's what I love like about shootouts in soccer and hockey when it's like, yeah, this is it. If you don't fucking, you know, it's down to this one move. It's you and the goalie or it's you and the pitcher. It was, it, I, I love that shit. I think and it, that was that was a fucking beautiful goal. That's what you want though, because like most games are okay, but occasionally you get that fucking amazing one. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a, I don't know much about hockey, but I've seen Mighty Ducks a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was Mighty Ducks level. That good. is like a triple deke level move. Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Joshua Jackson out there? Yeah. Um, the, but uh, going back to Ryan Coogler, he's doing Creed 2. Do you, do you, it's supposed to be like the 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 Ivan Drago's kid yeah, fight yeah, versus yeah. Apollo's Apollo Creed's kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't like speculating on stuff, but I feel like it's like a death revenge thing. Yeah. That it's going to be, I, I, I just want to see that, mon- you know, I want to see like how they can build up the Russian thing compared to how they did it in Rocky <laughs> four when it was like peak, Ru- you know, America versus Russia. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What I want to, uh, what I want to see is, uh, uh, this happened in both Rocky Balboa and Creed and not that it's a huge nitpick, but it's like, uh, they made you sympathetic for, the, the the other boxer and it's like i don't want that i want like straight up i don't want to be sympathetic towards R- ivan drago's kid like i want to fucking hate ivan drago's kid right yeah I, i'll say that but the the best example of that is the movie warrior did you see warrior, yeah, warrior, you see warrior? Right, yeah that movie is outstanding and at the end you're literally like i don't know who to root for yeah. they're both equally powerful statements story-wise like plot-wise they're both equally as powerful plot-wise so it's like I lo- they, that was like the perfect balance to it. So it's it'll be Did hard you ever to see be- Gladiator. The first, the Gladiator, the not the Russell Crowe one. No, what's that one? The uh, it's a boxing movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, and it's kind good. of like uh, Warrior before Warrior, and it takes place in a boxing world. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. That's good. It's all right. <laughs> uh, I don't have time for all right. It's got to be fucking amazing. So, what do you uh going going ahead for a, like when they do Black Panther two? Like, it's got to be Ryan Coogler, right? They got to keep yeah. him around. Yeah, Black Panther is going to be like the new Iron Man in the new uh Marvel Cinematic Universe because they're going to get rid of Iron. He's Robert Downey Jr. can't do Iron Man forever, so they got to pass the torch on to. Do you think he dies in Infinity War? Uh, I think uh my prediction. I'm getting th- some nods from Brian. I feel like uh Captain America is going to die in Infinity War, and then Iron Man's going to die in uh, Avengers four. Oh yeah, I think Avengers I Four is gonna. That. Was that? I could see that. For yeah, me. I think Avengers yeah. Four is gonna be like the the closing to the the first part of the you know the MCU, the MCU. and I think they are gonna bring in the X Men maybe after Avengers Four. Yeah, because they said like 2020 is when they're gonna bring in the X Men. It's maybe. amazing that they can plan like they are planning that so far out now. Yeah, that's fascinating to me. Well, uh, enough of that bullshit. Yeah. No, Brian Coogler, great hero of the day, really good pick because I mean they're making so much money. And what it's also doing, I, we were t- I was talking about it outside with uh, with Tyler. If if way to they, name drop your black friend. No, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> he's I don't you know he's the movie friend. He's he's so well versed in all that shit. Plug we gumbo. we got we, huh? I said plug gumbo. Plug. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> got to listen to his podcast. Plug gumbo. It's a great show. Um, but yeah, Tyler Richards and I were talking outside about how they moved up infinity war the release date yeah they moved yeah. it up and we were talking about why that could be i think it's because black panther hit way harder than people thought it was going to yeah, yeah. and they're going to capitalize on the millions of people who went to go see black panther that had never seen a marvel movie before yeah that. yeah yeah uh that's but why yeah. it's very like wakanda heavy in the trailer too yes mm-hmm. where it's like- <clears throat> well i think wakanda is heavy in the movie or, or you know from the trailer but the trailer from, from what the directors uh, said uh, the russo brothers they said uh the two uh most screen time is thanos and thor get the most screen time in the new avengers movie so uh actually like wakanda and everything i feel like wakanda and everything is going to take place in the first half 
and then the rest of it's going to be space, and it's going to be trying to take down Thanos or prevent him from getting Fair the, enough. The, the Power Stone. I think it's going to be like Lord of the Rings where there's like three battles going on at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's yeah. got to be like that. Yeah, classic <clears throat> episode one, Star Wars. You got to fight battle in every uh, – you got the land, the palace, the space. Right. It's going to be right. all over the place. Uh, never say classic and episode one in the same sentence ever it's again. It's not bad. Uh, it's <laughs> and they also said uh, if – if your uh, if your hero is not in this Avengers movie, it's they're gonna be at the forefront of the next one. So like Hawkeye and Ant Man aren't in uh, Avengers Infinity War, so they're gonna be like the one of the main ones in the second one. Really? Yeah. Um, Hawkeye and Ant Man saving the saving the galaxy. I think it's gonna come down to the little man is gonna be the so to speak is gonna be the the big hero of the of the next one. Interesting. I don't know. It's I, look. It's not like we're not gonna see it. We're invested right. at oh, this yeah. point, right? I mean. Uh, I could care less, and I'm still gonna see. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boo. Um, but uh, let's get let's get to your hero. I think you picked a great hero. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was I like I've fallen off on wrestling, but you picked. Oh boy. Um, you picked uh someone who was very prominent when I was watching wrestling, and that is Mick Foley. What uh, which of the three faces Foley is your favorite Foley? Well, oh, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. McFall, Amen. that's uh, I was um, well. Let's start with the first question. We ask everybody the same question when mm-hmm. we ask them about their hero. What's the first thing you think of when you think of McFoley? Okay, so uh, when I was twelve, right. So this is nineteen ninety three. Okay, we now know how old you are. We've nailed I'm, it. I'm thirty seven years old. <laughs> have, have that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> me. Uh, when I was twelve, uh, I. I fell in love with ECW wrestling. ECW, which was like next level beyond. It was like hardcore wrestling. Is that extreme something wrestling? Well, it started out, <coughs> it started out as NWA. Okay. And then turned into Eastern Championship Wrestling. Ah. And then became Extreme Championship Wrestling. That's where like Rob Van Dam came from. Rob and Taz, Van Dam, Taz. Just the Incredible. Sandman, Jan just incredible yeah yeah my personal favorite wrestler even though i wouldn't call him my hero by any stretch of the imagination is new jack which uh, one's that one i don't think i remember him uh he came out to uh, natural born killers by uh <laughs> dr dre and ice cube nice nice yeah <laughs> and uh he was just did not adhere to the rules of wrestling so he would yeah. just hit people with like he was at the forefront of bringing out random uh, weapons. One time, I went to a show, and every, uh, everybody had brought little things to like throw at him, <laughs> so that he could attack people. And at security, they're like, "You can't bring these things in. You have to throw them in this trash can over here." It was like yeah. a trash can full of like baseball bats it, and whatnot. It was. It literally was <laughs> like baseball bats, just planks of wood with nails sticking out of them. Jesus, crazy things. I don't know why people thought they could bring him into the Mid-Atlantic Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York, <laughs> but they did. Uh, but people just threw these things in there, and they're like, well, I tried. <laughs> like they felt this dejected. They felt dejected. And then at the end of the show, he comes out carrying two of those trash cans full of weapons. Yeah. That they brought. No. And just like, yeah, look at look at. uh there's <laughs> like street signs he's in got there. a shopping cart with street signs and everything like he Holy is my shit. favorite wrestler in the world but he is not a good wrestler 
and he is like, oh yeah, his forehead's all so scarred up. Scars. Yeah, my yeah. Tinder photo is next to him. <laughs> really? <laughs> this is a hundred percent true. Wait, like, but so so how's so Mick Foley is your hero though? Uh, yeah, because he was able to elevate himself from that platform. Right, because he came from. I know he, he. This is where he came from, and then he got to. The highest of all heights. The highest of all heights. And then he was thrown off because that was then hell. He's literally thrown off the top. Yeah. Well, he was, I remember seeing, like, when I started, like, I I started watching wrestling, he was Mankind, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, he had, like, that weird. Puppet? He was, like, no, 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 he was still evil. Like, he had uh, an evil arc. Like a malevolence. Yeah. He had like a, like he was a like a real violent and he just wanted mm-hmm. people wanted to hurt people. Then he went through this arc of like with Mr. Sacco and he was just like a weird right, right, right. he was just like this weird loose cannon yeah. and they would put him in like in matches and stuff like that. But then I once I learned a little bit more about him, that's when I realized that he was doing all the crazy Japanese shit, like yeah. the Japanese wrestling. He was a big well so he he came through WCW for a little while as Cactus Jack. Right. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah. is just uh what do you have? Cactus, Cactus Jack, Mankind, Do Love, and then just Mick Foley. And then he, yeah. yeah, Mick Foley, yeah. But he was Cactus Jack when he was in WCW, and that's where he made his wrestling debut. Then mm-hmm. he went to the NWA slash ECW, and he wrestled as Mick Foley. He developed this weird uh, relationship slash rivalry with Terry Funk. Terry Funk, Terry Funk. What? Which one's Terry Funk? Um, Terry Funk is a weird old Texan dude. He talks like this. Oh, yes. You know? yes, yes, yes. He yes, talks okay. uh, like this. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they they had matches where they would replace the ring ropes with barbed wire. Right. And like yeah, throw yeah. each other into that and have like exploding tables and stuff. They had the, the bag of thumbtacks they would bag throw down. Bag of thumbtacks and stuff. It was nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. Like all of the, all of the quote-unquote you know reality of wrestling like people who mm-hmm. like the the people who believed it was real and all that stuff at a certain point i always you know that's like the only time i ever thought it was real that's, that's the only time when you, you see blood you're well, like oh they're then, not faking this well no but even then like when there it's there even if it's fake barbed wire and it's not like fully it's still you could see the spikes on the bar you could see mm-hmm. it ripping their clothes off yes yeah. like there, there's yeah it was predetermined mm-hmm. but there it's like I, I would equate it to like a stunt show like yeah. there's people oh, who yeah. or like a like a side show where people were doing it would do like crazy shit like they're just they're doing more and more elaborate and dangerous stunts f- as part of like a play it, you know what it is it's it's human monster trucks is what it boils down to oh that's a perfect <laughs> Holy shit, that's perfect. Human they monster know, trucks. They know, the, they know the move they're going to try to make, and they're going to do their best to hit that. Yeah. But sometimes they're not going to hit it, and maybe they'll catch on fire or flip upside down. Who knows? Well, yeah, that, that's what – well, WWF, uh, mm-hmm. when it was the Attitude Era, they still were WWF, yes. right? And then they got, they, they, they got wildlife. not yet been by, by the World Wildlife <laughs> Foundation. Yeah, yeah. That is correct. But that was also when, like, it was, like, WWF was also, before the Attitude Era, it was, like, real cartoony, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, it was, everyone was, like, a like you know, the Hulk, Hulk Hogan was, like, a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and then they, and then WCW came out and really kind of gave them a rivalry. Yeah, they really pushed them, and then you had the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, Nitro versus Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I remember very clearly, like, I would watch, I would switch back and forth, but I would watch Nitro, and then switch back to... WWF. Oh, see, I was a raw boy, and uh, 
I I would would not switch away from that. You know? Really? Well, I think it also boils down to a northern and southern delineation. Really? To a certain degree. Oh yeah. I mean, uh, well, Turner- WCW is Turner, and right. that's from Atlanta, and the WWF's in Connecticut. And, you know, you have your northern territories and your southern territories. This is all a carnival business, if you think about it. Wrestling has always been a carnival business. And it always boils down to territories. And then it's slowly the two territories, the two biggest territories, World Championship Wrestling and the World Wrestling Federation, uh, carnivalized all the other... uh, Carnivalized, or can- also cannibalized. Also, but you know both, what? Both it work. kind of works. Yeah, 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 yeah. that portmanteau kind of way. So just like the Civil War, yeah. the North won, and then they uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, they well, took over everything, and then the North really won. They had far more money to throw into it because mm-hmm. they were the inventors of the business. So they had right, right. They they had more more. I mm-hmm. guess I guess also capital in terms of like credibility mm-hmm. because the WCW was like the upstarts yeah, and then exactly. w- WWF was the establishment. Right. And uh, and and then there was that whole thing of because then I remember seeing Hulk Hogan and WCW like there was that whole mm-hmm. traitor mentality. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the like NWO. The NWO making them evil and shit. <laughs> Hollywood Hulk. So, but while these two things are growing, right? There's on the third level. There's this thing called ECW. Yeah, right? and, and I ECW remember- is like the hardcore one. ECW is like the DIY. Uh, it was backyard other, wrestling. It was like it was basically backyard wrestling. Yeah, yeah. And I remember that was a big thing when people were getting in trouble of like doing backyard wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I worked at a warehouse electronics store chain you know like one of those big store chains where how they many have, light tubes do you lose a week oh <laughs> dude there was i i think like one one manager me or like one monthly store meeting someone got choke slammed through a table i won't say it was <laughs> me but somebody did uh we were throw we would throw people off ladders into boxes yeah. we were big into doing that stuff like in the store i don't want to yeah. say the name of it but we were we were doing dumb ass shit and Was, would you say it's a city full of circuits i i would say you know if you're looking for uh like like the better deal yeah yeah like I got even you. more than better mm-hmm. deal yeah, um, I got you. but uh <clears throat> yeah yeah I guess, yeah <laughs> but yeah there was there was so much crazy shit that we would see and i think the wwf had to step up their game right because mm-hmm. they that became a a very real thing like ecw became the the place where this it, it was the most crazy it could be yeah they had like fewer rules and i guess probably more people getting hurt but like WWE had to adopt i remember they had a hardcore title at mm-hmm. one point where like there was like no rules you where just there's, had to submit. there's 24 7 rules which meant that literally anybody could bust in on literally anybody at any time. Like in the locker room or a hotel. Well, they would have like little video clips where somebody was like eating breakfast. <laughs> and then somebody would just like go in and like try to tackle him and pin him for three. Yeah. Out of it was great. Some dude's uh, jerking off. <laughs> yeah. No! I, I think it's more predetermined than someone like, oh, someone's jerking off. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, all right, here's your gimmick. Here's what your thing is. You're going to be the masturbator. And we're going to catch you jerking off. And then he's going to come and pin you very awkwardly on your stomach because we can't show Wang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be great if he was, like, pinning him. He was like, no, do it in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Choke. Ch- choke me. Choke me. Um, but 
Mick Foley was the hardcore guy yeah, in yeah. WWF for a while. Right. Well, yeah, no, he definitely ushered in that era of it. And it was uh it was just very interesting to watch how this one guy had so much charisma and so much umph to be able to take a very niche part of the market and bring it to the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. And everybody else failed at that. Sandman never made it. Sabu never made it. I mean, oh, guess Sabu. Rob Van yeah, Dam yeah. Uh, kind of made it because he can flip a lot. Right. That's that was. I was always torn between the hardcore dudes and the high flyers. Like yeah. I was, I was always torn between the the guys that would like just get hurt and just be fucking ridiculous and you know and the other dudes were like acrobatics <laughs> and then the me- no because i love lucha libre i love yeah, yeah. Oh, i grew yeah. up when i was a little kid we uh, get it you watched AAA. you told uh-huh. us you watch triple a i no i don't know I, I, I don't know anything of it now but i remember my my great-grandfather mm-hmm. found like there was a channel on the spanish language television yeah. and they would show lucha libre but yeah. it was like the older i mean this was back in the 80s mm-hmm. and it was from like mexico where yeah there was it did, the quality of the of the, the, video, the video was, was not yeah, yeah it was good. really b- bad and i remember just watching and that that's where like all that flippy crazy shit would right. come from i loved that stuff and did then you, you had guys bringing that up to north america like eddie guerrero and, right uh, oh yeah even i know who that is and, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah god rest his soul uh chris benoit <laughs> chris benoit <laughs> god rest oh my god satan rest his soul I, w- I, do, I, w- I do not mean that. He, no, no, he's a he fucking He did a monster. very bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But he was also instrumental in the uh, advancement of the Lucha Libre style. Really? America. Did he? Oh, co- yeah. He was Canadian, though, right? He's Canadian. Chris Benoit is Canadian. But, like, when it came to the... Uh, what WCW brought a lot of the Lucha Libre into North America. Right, and they did it through what they called their cruiserweight division. Right, which is the With equivalent of like a featherweight, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Under. Oh, okay. And uh, so then you had that's where Eddie Guerrero came up through. That's where Chris Benoit came up through. That's where right. Chris Jericho came up through. That's where Rey Mysterio Jr. came. Rey up through. Mysterio Jr. Fucking oh no, they did a tribute to they Chris did Benoit. This, uh, and then the next day they were like, wipe that off. <laughs> yeah, because for those for those people, for those listening who don't know what Chris Benoit did, he murdered his family and then hung himself on a weight machine. On a weight machine because on brand. Um, but he what he he committed a horrifically violent mm-hmm. uh, murder suicide situation. And then the next day, a lot I, of people believe he didn't do it. Didn't you know that? Really? Yeah, they think Kevin Kelly did it. What? And then he murdered Chris Benoit? Yes. Whoa. This is 100% true. Look at how quickly he's Googling this. Holy shit. Who, wait, who's Chris? <laughs> what, what happened now? Chris Kelly did it? What? People think that Chris Kelly was having an affair with Chris Benoit's wife, and Chris Benoit came home and found them, and then he committed this whole thing. Wow! Wait, Chris Kelly, Kevin Kelly, Kevin Ke- Kelly yeah, Chris Kelly is in the is that the Kevin American Kelly. Sniper guy? Um, what's that guy's name? Whatever. The, the, yeah, that is Kevin Chris Kelly. Kyle. Who's the Chris American Kyle, Sniper that's guy? What I'm thinking of. Oh boy, what a we're jump. We are all over the <laughs> place with this. Holy shit! Um, yeah, but he, but so like, so there's debate on this. Kevin Kelly on oh on Owen Hart's death. Yeah, there. Well, there's no debate it's just 
Is there a debate conspiracy on loose change? Theories. It's yeah. conspiracy theories. Oh, so. yeah, of yeah. course, of course. But, uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, either way, uh, Chris Benoit's dead, and he, he murdered, dead. and and, and his he wife. Is, he's not in a good place. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. But the the you w- know who's w- in a good place? Fucking Mick Foley. He's doing Mick great. Foley is a great place. He's doing stand up dates around the country. He also uh, he did a documentary on uh, Santa Claus. He's a huge fan of Santa Claus. He is in an what? Fan. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. It's weird as hell. <laughs> he goes by Saint Mick. <laughs> he does. Wait, so he went and he did a documentary about Santa Claus? Yeah, yeah. What is the documentary about? about? How much he likes Santa Claus. About how much he likes Santa Claus and how Santa Claus is like a huge national hero in America. And uh, uh, yeah, it's he's obsessed with Santa Claus. He loves going to Santa Claus towns and stuff. Wait, so he so the documentary is just about his love for Santa Claus. I mean, this is about the. It's about everybody's the joy, the legend yeah, of Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. Yes, sure, sure, specific, sure. Actually, yeah, specifically the joy of Santa Claus. It is about the joy of Santa Claus. It's told specifically through the lens of Mick Foley's eyes. I can tell it. Have you? Have you? Uh, uh, you were talking about his books earlier before mm-hmm. we started recording. Do you re- have you read his books? I've read uh, three of them. Whoa! First of all, three. He's got three books. Yeah, uh, I think he has five books. Wow! I, I would put it to say four to five books. What was? What was the what are they about? Like what's the first one? The his- first one's a really good book about a guy finding his voice in professional wrestling. He was one of the first ones, right? To do a to a, do was, a book? I think he was the first one. Yeah. To write a book and to write a real like autobiographical book and not just like a kid. Isn't he like a really smart dude? Like McFoley? Isn't he like a like a re- <laughs> reasonably intelligent person? I, I guess he's to be doing stand up. Yeah, I guess charismatic is a form. He's you know, like charis- yeah. be public speaking and having that is a type of intelligence. I think getting mm-hmm. people to listen to you I, uh, is actually, a type of. I met like, Mick Foley. I took him to press. Like uh, when I was working at the at the Improv, I would take uh, comics and stuff to radio in the morning. Really? So I took Mick Foley to press. I mean, I knew you do that, but I didn't know you did Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I was, I'm not a huge wrestling fan, but I was like, he was just a really cool guy to hang out with, like in the car. Mm-hmm. At one point, we went to uh, McDonald's, and he was like, "Yeah, just give me an uh, egg white McMuffin." And because uh, I'm on a diet, and then literally after the first one, he's like, "Hey, can we go to Cracker Barrel?" And we just got a whole <laughs> bunch of food at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> My favorite thing that happened it was uh, he asked the waitress. Uh, he was like, "Hey, I see you have this uh, the breakfast syrup on. The- Do you have real maple syrup?" And uh, she was like, yeah, we have little tiny bottles of maple syrup. And he was like, could you bring me a couple of those with my pancakes? And so she uh, she brought him out a whole bunch of little tiny bottles of maple syrup because he's fucking McFoley. Right. <laughs> and so uh, he uses one, then he takes the rest, that puts them in his pocket and goes... Yeah, I do this every time I go to a <laughs> <laughs> Just stealing, stealing pocket size. Yeah, just little tiny bottles. I was like, what the fuck are you doing with all these maple syrup? But I was like, yeah, I guess you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you could do- Instead of stealing like airplane sized bottles yeah. of liquor and, tr- and like being an alcoholic, he's just like, no, nah, I just, just love my maple love syrup. Maple yeah, syrup. that's great. <laughs> that's great. Do, but like that's a, but I will say that's a type of intelligence. Like the the being that like public sp- like look at the rock. Yeah, and how a, charismatic he's not, a, he's not a dumb person like he, yeah. yeah yeah how did that translate to writing though did he write him or did he have like a ghostwriter i would imagine he had someone help him out uh, i think the first one is a little more personally written than the the rest of them yeah and i think that's what makes it the most intriguing is that it's like a really a story about this guy who just dedicated his life to getting beat up you know he was yeah he was that was and like a, a big thing for how many injuries he's had and his, oh, he dude. got thrown off of a cage and then the next year it was like no this year you throw me through the cage 
Right, that's right. Yeah, they they slammed it and it opened up and he well, fell down. Yeah. Well, they have the Hell in a Cell match. Right. The first time, uh, the Undertaker threw him off of the side of the cell. Right. Through it, a table. That poor Spanish announcer's table, always the, getting fucked up. Correct. <laughs> yep. The second time, he got thrown through the top of the uh, cell through to the floor and uh, a tooth one of his bottom teeth got knocked up through his lip so far uh, that it's it looks like he has a booger in his nose. Yes, but it is just yeah, his yeah, tooth. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. He got he got <laughs> his tooth knocked out. He yeah, got his tooth knocked out and then through his lip and through his nostril. Holy shit, that's crazy to me. That is like one of the things like uh, like word association Mick Foley is injuries. Like yeah, yeah. He said uh, dislocated shoulders, broken mm-hmm. wrists. Fuck. He's had everything broken on he his got body. Put once into a dumpster with Terry Funk, and then they pushed that. Du- yeah, look at that. That's oh, his tooth. Like he has a booger. That and looks like it's a booger, but that is uh, his tooth from the bottom of his mouth. Oh. He is smiling in that photo. Yeah. Like, he's like, isn't this cool? I guess at a certain point, does he address, like, all the, all the like, negatives that happen backstage? Like, the wrestler of the movie, the wrestler? Mm-hmm. Does he address any of that stuff? Like, the pain pills and, and uh, the He doesn't alcoholism. address it as openly because he's still trying at the time to be employed as a professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does talk a lot about, like, nebulous concepts of self-medication and stuff like that yeah like every we were talking because uh and i do um guest i'm co-host on another podcast where we talk about the miami dolphins we talk about football and things like that and one of the things that comes up is weed like we were talking about ricky williams a former dolphin player Mm -hmm. or whatever uh saving the dolphins on you know look it up on uh, with dave kinney uh but we were talking about how like smoking pot is like viewed as a super negative thing and they're super anti-pot but all of the pain medications that are prescribed and all that shit just just goes under the radar, you know, because it's a quote unquote doctor prescribed thing. When also the biggest sponsor of the NFL is a beer company. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it always feels really shady, especially how, how it's frowned upon. But like, I can only imagine these dudes that are literally beating each other up and throwing themselves off of whatever, right. into, you know, well, one of the craziest things, uh, for wrestling when it comes to exactly what you're talking about, is the idea that they weren't a real thing until they were a real thing. What do you mean? So, for the longest time, you could throw fucking as many steroids and painkillers oh, around yeah. as you want. That's right. Because you're not a legitimate... Uh, nobody's looking at you as a legitimate form of entertainment. Nobody's looking or at sports. you as a legitimate yeah. sports thing. And then all of a sudden, the CIA calls Vince McMahon out in front of everybody. And it's like, what is happening with steroids in your company? The, the CIA? I don't. <laughs> the, the government. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Like, probably. <laughs> I like how we both. <laughs> oh my god, like, I've never felt so ganged up on him. The CIA. Like, I thought you were. I thought you were being. You, it was a real thing, and you were like, "Yeah, it had to do with where he was." No, getting but his there was from. some congressional. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was that, like Congress. Yeah, they got uh, yeah. called out like while. <laughs> 
I was just picturing like Jason Bourne over Vince McMahon with a silencer. Like, <laughs> what's, what's going on with these? I'm just imagining you shooting needles and butts. What are you doing? I'm imagining. I, I went the other way with it. I'm imagining Vince McMahon is training a lethal army of assassins oh. through professional wrestling. I that part would not surprise me. I know that were true. His wife already is in the cabinet. Oh my god! I still can't believe that's real. Uh, but, oh boy, that's right. Jesus. Yeah, but so. <laughs> Uh, Congress is doing all these steroids things when it comes to baseball, right, football, right. all that stuff. And then all of a sudden they're like, and professional wrestling. And everybody's like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, so because then, it was – is that when they had to do the whole sports entertainment thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it, because it, they – also it's, it's like it's not sports and it's not like Olympic wrestling – no it's so it's like it's it, i'm okay with you know professional wrestlers mm-hmm. juicing up and shit like that i don't care exactly. about that you know but i, I but, but it's, nobody it's a, should be juicing up yeah yeah i i think that there's like a lot of like expectation for the spectacle of these dudes like mm-hmm. fucking andre the giant Ooh, being a draw yeah. just because he had a genetic abnormality <laughs> you know and then they made him a wrestler and then like even like paul white like uh uh um the big show you know like yeah he he's this gigantic dude who found a you know a way Mm -hmm. to a way to be famous and a way to excel and be an athlete you know i agree yeah it's 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 better than being like hey you see a tall bartender (laughs) yeah (laughs) wow the bouncer at this bar is huge (laughs) um but yeah like uh, when you watch do you separate the the storyline from like the the reality of it do you buy into it do you watch it like it's game of thrones Maybe I, I'm not sure what you mean by watch it like it's gonna. Like, close. do you watch it as like a linear storyline? Oh, like, I got to see what happens next week. I I uh, I do to a fault, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't watch it like so like. The WWE, when it boils down to it, right now has four main shows. Right. They have three hours of Raw. Every Monday. Which, when you think about that, is astounding. It's a three-hour live show. Three-hour live show. And they have another two-hour live show on Tuesday called SmackDown Live. It's on Tuesday? That's on Tuesday. Then after that, they have an hour-long show on their own network that is like a Netflix network. It also has back episodes of everything uh, called uh, 205 Live, and that's the Cruiserweight show. And then they have on Wednesday a show called NXT for an hour, and NXT is like the minor leagues, right? Are oh. so that's oh, nine next. hours of television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. Uh, th- when you think about like the scale of production, it's an, it's astonishing. Mm-hmm. But also they have the money and the fandom to to really to really make do it, it. Yeah. Have you ever you go you go to like wrestling shows here locally too? Yeah. <laughs> you, I see uh, you post on your Instagram all the time that you go to mm-hmm. these like. Um, what are they called? Like, what are these regional things called? Like these uh, shows. Well, we have House of Glory, that is our most uh, our most local one. That's in Ridgewood. Okay. We have Evolve that comes into town uh, like once every three months. They cycle through us, uh, Massachusetts and Florida. Okay. So they do like Florida's a big wrestling state. Florida's also a big wrestling yeah, state. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. Then we have Ring of Honor, which is a big, which is like the third biggest promotion in the nation, maybe. Mm-hmm. And that comes here twice a year. So when you watch these, mm-hmm. in I guess independent or smaller scale yeah. companies, they are 
like what draws you to these things like what do you think is where you do you, I think is I, it through like let's see if we can does your love for Mick Foley translate to your love for these upstart smaller scale things well okay we're gonna go through a big circuitous uh story fan of that bit. word i'm i'm happy to hear it so mick foley is like whoever your favorite headliner is in comedy right sure and then you have your second tier uh comedy and that is like uh your nxt and whatnot then you have third tier which is ring of honor who is like a nationally touring company but isn't like a head right headlining level then you have your club level uh local and that's your house of glory that's your uh evolve okay and then you have your bar show level which happened <laughs> like in Elks Lodges and like the uh, gyms. Right, like right. That. That's the so like the basement the, show. The hierarchy is very easy to follow from one art form to the other, you know. Sure. And it's all it's all a lot of the same where it's just taking your own personality and turning it up three notches and making fair it enough. As yeah, 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 yeah. I get engaging it. Engaging as you want, you know. So when you watch, um, so like when you watched Mick Foley come up. Mm-hmm. And then that, and then he became this kind of celebrity. Yeah. Do do you have like a specific moment that you're like, this is what McFoley did that like made me respect. Like this was it. Well, I I think watching him do the three faces of Foley at the Rumble is the most respectable thing I've ever seen happen in professional wrestling. What's that one say? The three faces of Foley. Yeah, uh-huh. he he came out. So McFoley was three characters mm-hmm. in the WWE. He was Dude Love, Mankind, and Cactus Jack. Uh-huh. That's right, Cactus Jack. And in one year in the Royal Rumble, he entered and then was eliminated as all three characters throughout the course of a 30-man rumble. That is taxing. Yeah, but he would go out and he changed. He, he, he would <clears throat> come out and he, then he would wrestle as one of the characters and then be eliminated as that character and go backstage and then come out again as another character. Ooh. And then who did he win as? He didn't win oh, as I anybody. mean like I wait, I thought he got uh who did he go to the end at? Oh, well, who was his final character? The one that he came out like as himself. Oh, I think he just came out as McFoley. As McFoley, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's another thing. The pay-per-views that they have have become these gigantic events where the stories build up to mm-hmm. these conclusions, almost like season finales of yeah. Game of Thrones or big shows like that. Yeah. Um, where there's so much build up. There's so, you know, like there's like, have you been, I've been to a couple. I've been to, I went to like a Armageddon mm-hmm. and I went to another one. I can't remember what other one I went to. I've been I think to it was WrestleManias and Royal Rumbles. How's the v- energy at a WrestleMania? Cause that's, that's always seems like the, one of the craziest shows. It's a weird energy because it's 75% really cool people who just really love wrestling. And this is the thing right. they want to go to. And then it's 25% idiots who think it's, ironic to go to wrestlemania really? and stuff like that oh just they're just going because it's the hot ticket because it's the hot ticket and they're like oh yeah let's just, i think it'd be funny to go to wrestlemania right but they don't follow it and it's like uh it's like it 
if you went to the Super Bowl, right, and you were just sitting next to a guy who was like, I've just always wanted to go to a Super Bowl, and they don't care, and they don't shit care about football. about football or anything, they just think it'd be a cool thing to go to. As an yeah, event, yeah. Like when, like I'll, I'll like I don't really watch wrestling regularly, mm-hmm. but then when like WrestleMania comes around, I'll find a way to watch it. You know, like I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll just just to catch up on the story. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. then you see, because it's changed so dramatically different from when I was watching right. it that. I'm lost. You know, some right. of it's very f- familiar, but it's hard to catch up. And then I'll watch WrestleMania because that'll be when all the stories ra- like wrap up. Right. You know. Well, yeah. You know, I I watch uh, the every pay per view. There's 18 pay per views in the course of one calendar year. I watch every one of them with the same eight people every time. That's really? good. Yeah, That's like great. a crew. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Did you uh, Did you ever wrestle, John? No. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing at all just, just i did spectator? some backyard stuff i've given myself a couple accidental concussions uh but uh who hasn't in their youth or right? whatever given themselves a f- series you, of you, you try to jump off something you're gonna hit your head one way or another yeah what was the worst uh, concussion you got what'd you do i don't remember <laughs> uh i i dove i was just doing like a frog splash <laughs> And uh, I bounced off of my friend who was laying on a mattress, and I bounced straight off of him at the same angle that I dove at him at, and then just went headfirst into the wall. <laughs> that sounds about right. That sounds about right. I mean, everybody like out that's, cold. Yeah, I mean, I've mimicked martial arts. Like I, I used to do karate moves with my friends mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's just an extension of that, I think. Is there a, a, a Mick Foley storyline that you loved? Like a like one of his one of his plot points. Uh, the Rock and Sock connection is the funniest thing in the whole world. Where it was him and Mr. Sako and where, The Rock. Yes. Was that when The Rock turned heel? He went corporate champ for a this, while, and this that was, was after, after that. This is yeah. after. Uh, so uh, The Rock was the corporate champion up until WrestleMania 17, when <laughs> you had what was called a legendary double turn. Do you know what a double turn is? No. Do you know what a double turn is? So, if you're a good guy, you're a face, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a bad guy, you're a heel. Uh-huh. And normally, one person will turn from face to heel or from heel to face. Uh-huh. But in this case, The Rock was a heel and Stone Cold Steve Austin was a face. Oh, that's right. And then Stone Cold Steve Austin became the corporate champion and unseated The Rock. And that's a double turn because then the rock the became, face becomes the heel and the heel becomes the face. Right. Wow. Man. And that has my favorite uh video package and it is uh it uh, you will not be able to play it, I will tell you that, because it features very prominently the song My Way by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the era is strong. Yeah. Oh, time it stamp it. Incredible. It That's is fantastic. A wonderful uh, display of video uh, editing and whatnot. And I would encourage all of us when we finish recording this just I'm gonna sit p- here when this episode drops three minutes i'm putting it on this yeah i'm gonna get that link and add it uh <laughs> um it's wrestlemania 17 if you're googling so uh, <laughs> do you have like can you pull that those facts out is that just something that just you have encyclopedia knowledge in your head? listen uh, you might call it autism <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i've been through a, a, a lot of testing 
whenever I say that, people get a little edgy because they think that I'm like just being flippant with it about that term. I've gone through a lot of testing. <laughs> it's all inconclusive. I think I can say that <laughs> I think I can say that I might be autistic. I think, but uh, I do just, have this your, weird your sav- recall ability. Your savantism like is that. for. I, would, <laughs> I actually would put it more akin to like people who can quote the Bible and be like, "This is the passage in the chapter." He's like, "This is WrestleMania 17." Yeah, yeah. At the 12 minute mark. This is, but to be fair, this is also one of my favorite pieces of visual media ever produced. This four and a half minute video. Well, that was the, that's all that's like if you watch that's one of the things I was noticing when I when I'm whenever I watch like a pay per view mm-hmm. or something like that is it'll pop up into my mind. There's a lot of filler. There's a lot of that build up where certain matches last a long time and stuff, but there's so much of the in betweens, and that's where I think the show is like when mm-hmm. like when you see them doing like cutting promos and talking shit, mm-hmm. and then having them or then like showing the the. Like the when uh, what's the when Sting came back and they had the that like real long drum, dr- like crazy crow thing. Oh yeah, yeah. When he was the crow and yeah. he was just like sitting in the uh, bleachers of the stadiums and stuff like that. That was crazy. And then they would have him uh, uh, like drop in on the fucking like rope from the roof, yeah. and they had mm-hmm. all these super choreographed things. Like they, it's it's the, one of the most elaborate shows that you can. Yeah. I'm gonna start watching. I always tell myself I'm gonna start watching wrestling again just because I like. I'm like, man, now's the time I remember how it. much I loved it. Well, it's interesting because you see, like, boxing where, like, oh, that, that match is going to be fucking great. And then you watch it, and it's like the dude gets knocked out in the second round. And it's like, ah, oh, now we just paid all this money for nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I make a suggestion? If Absolutely, please. Wrestling, yeah. And it's going to sound a little bit racist. And it's not. But uh, there's a thing called, have you ever heard of Lucha Underground? Oh, yeah. I've heard of it. Have you watched it? No. Oh, my God. It's... uh. Robert Rodriguez. Oh, shit. It's on El Rey, right? On El Rey. Made a show that was like, what if we made a wrestling show that was also 30% a telenovela? Oh, no. I love this so much. That's how they tell all their stories. Instead of like through like promos and stuff like that, they tell them through like telenovela cutscenes and stuff like that. Oh, my God. That's, first of all, fucking genius. (laughs) That that is basic, because that's basically what, wrestling is it's a yes. it's a it's a soap opera mm-hmm. with it's a soap opera stunt show you know yeah. mm-hmm. and then like uh to to add the dramatic element of telenovela yeah oh man that sounds fuck that looks and good. then they also just <laughs> Wait, throw oh my God. through <laughs> ceilings and stuff like that i i do love i do love i'm a big fan like i have a i have a luchador mask and I, mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of like there's oh what's the guy's name el santo El Santo. Yeah, he had he was like a Mexican hero. He was like a Mexican like like Mexican Superman and they had movies about that about him and he was literally a hero. Is that the one Nacho Libre is based on? Kind of. It's based a little bit, but it's it's, like the priest or something like that. Yeah, it's based on it's he's like yeah, he does have like a holy power. Mm -hmm. He's a holy warrior or whatever. But I'm yeah, I'm gonna start watching Lucha Underground. I like But also Lucha Libre is its own beast because in Lucha Libre, and hey, especially yeah, in Mexico, he's, he's stone calling it hard. Uh, yeah, we're watching Mexico, a clip right now of. Uh, <laughs> what did you say? In Lucha Libre, especially in Mexico, they are so entrenched in being their character that people will run for like city office 
in their masks and they won't ever let anybody see who they are underneath. Yeah, there's a solar. So, I, I, yes. I, yeah, he it was like a, a It's like a mirror or something. Yeah, he he was he won? Well, he he and then he has a Solar Jr., mm-hmm. which is his son, who would they would all they would wrestle and they were like learning from each other and stuff like that. And and well, the kid was learning from him. And uh, then he game he was so like popular and he never took his mask off. Like until he was at home with the windows closed and all mm-hmm. that stuff, he would wow. never take it. Like in his commute, he would always have his mask on. And he apparently was so popular and he wanted to make a difference in his community that he literally ran for office as Solar. Yeah. I don't know if he won or not. I don't know. I think he did. I think he, I, I would imagine. I imagine he did. He I had to. Know. Who's not going to vote for him? All right. He's he's a fucking superhero. If Batman runs for governor, you vote for Batman. You vote for Batman. Um, well, I mean, we got this has been super dope. We got. I want to. I want to ask. Like, let, let's come up with some wrestling stuff for us to be. Yeah, I was going to mm-hmm. ask John. What's a if you uh, like Cactus Jack or uh, uh, Mankind? What would be your wrestling moniker? My wrestling moniker. What was it before? Did you have one? For sure, you had one. Huh. No. No, I didn't. Uh, what's it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I would be. Our, like, our good friend, uh, the Casey James Lingo, uh, yes. gave me the name uh, John Benet Slamsey. Yes. John Benet Slamsey. Ooh. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm only. I'm picturing you as a former child pageant w- contestant. And now you're just like a demented <laughs> trying to hold out. You st- you act like a little kid, like a little baby, little baby. Would yeah. you would you come out dressed like toddlers and Sierras? <laughs> like, Tom, that's the show. I was trying to think of the name of the yeah. show. I just come out swaddled and clothed, <laughs> <laughs> very frilly things. Uh, John Benet, or like you, or or you could mm-hmm. be undead, and yeah. you could go for you know what I mean. Like I think, uh, when he. I think I think that's what he had more in, in mind. that you were the ghost of yeah like you, I was the undead baby of a child pageant person more than a, <laughs> a live child pageant person. You are a mix between the Undertaker and John Benet Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that's fucking good. What about you, Will? Uh, or what would you give me? Let, yours? Mm, I'd say the uh, <laughs> uh, the make un- it as least racist as possible. Wow. Then I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, go go for broke. Go for bigger. Because I'm a big dude, but I'm deceptively agile. Mm-hmm. I go for like uh, the pressed Cuban. The pr- you're gonna name me after a fucking sandwich? Yeah. You're gonna name me after a goddamn Cuban sandwich? <laughs> yeah, because you're full of pork and pickles. And fair enough. And then, <laughs> but what would my lo- oh my signature move would then have to be some sort of grapple where I crush their head? Yeah, in exactly. between my thighs. Oh, maybe that's your move. That's my move, the cross, the, the press Cuban. Yeah. And I will be, uh, what's a good, uh, what's a good. Oh, uh, uh, El Cuba Libre. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I can that'll be, go with the Lucha, with the Lucha. Name theme. me after a Roman coach. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. man, right, that's a right. solid. Well, what, what would your move be? The, as John Benet Slamsey? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah, it's so dumb. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, well, think about. It. I let's see. For what my, <laughs> I don't have one. It'll be. Yeah. <laughs> you could do the vanishing act situation. Um, that's dope. I like that. Um, what about so for you? What would I be? You, because I, I don't want to just you can go. Get to this too, Johnny. If you yeah, want yeah. To. What do you think mm-hmm. for Will? I don't want to go through straight up Irish because that is a very. I'm only they've like, had a bunch of Irish dudes. And I'm actually only like a third Irish. I'm not like a full Irish dude. Wait, where in Florida are you from? 
I'm from uh, born in Stewart, Florida, Martin County. Where's but, that? Uh, that's Central uh, Florida. No, no, that's, that's still South Florida. It's like the most South Florida. It's like the most north you can be in South Florida. Mm-hmm. But I grew it's, up. I grew up in West Palm. If yeah. if you were gonna do, if you were in the north, I would have called you uh, the manhandler from the panhandler. <laughs> the man- <laughs> I'll take it. That I yeah, the manhandler from the panhandler. <laughs> <clears throat> Jesus, that's, that's really bad. good. That's really good. And your 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 move is the the crotch grab, and then they're like, "Oh no, it's not legal." I think the, uh, my move would be the face eater, like the just, face eater, <laughs> just straight up like eat somebody's face. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, the the I don't know. I would I would I I like that the something Florida. We could just call you Florida man. Yeah. yeah. And then you literally have all the Florida man tropes. Yeah. I come like, out and beat somebody with an alligator. Yeah. Oh, you just just swing an alligator up my head. You be Florida man. That's perfect, dude. You go out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bag of bath salts. (laughs) (laughs) Just a weird farmer's tan when you take your shirt off. You be Florida man. Fuck hell yeah. Oh no, that's there's literally we're watching a video. The name of the video is called Joey Ryan flips Cody Rhodes with his penis. Cody Rhodes, son of legend Ah. Dusty Rhodes. But why is that guy feeling pain, like gripping the nuts? Listen, wrestling don't have to make sense. Oh, no, it's his penis is attacking him. That's the reverse of what I thought was going to happen. Literally, he's holding, the dick is gripping his hand by mistake, and then his dick throws the dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking love wrestling. This is my new favorite thing. It's the dumbest thing in the whole world. It's like arm wrestling, but with a dick. I love it so much, man. That's so fun. The dumbest art form. People get mad at me when I refer to it as an art form. There is an art to whatever the fuck yeah. that was. That was amazing. I I totally. If you're willing, I would love for you to hit me up on one of these next shows. Is I want to go to one so bad. Sure, because you guys go. You and um, you just went to like a kaiju one, right? I go to kaiju sometimes. That only comes around once or twice a year. Kaiju big battle. Yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah, yeah. people wrestling in Japanese monster costumes. <laughs> exactly. It's like Godzilla wrestling. Little cardboard buildings. And it is a delight. But that sounds really fun, actually. Uh, there's yeah, all kinds of independent shows to come through, and I'll let you know the next time we have one. Oh, I, I gotta say, this has been a fucking Man, awesome episode. So fucking fun. <laughs> um, uh, I definitely newfound love. Mick Foley has always been like you know respected, yeah. and like when, I love Mick Foley. Um, <clears throat> Mankind was always one of my favorites, and mm-hmm. and this was a really good thing about learning about like a weird like a weird art form yeah i like yeah. it it's interesting because it's so a yeah. balance of like r- like violence plus soap opera plus like choreography it's mm-hmm. it's bonkers um thank you so much for being here john thank Rosenberg. you for having me is there a social media plug a twitter uh, uh john john phenom on twitter john john's a phenomenon on instagram uh john rosenberger is my name you can find me on in linkedin and facebook on there <laughs> linkedin you never know and uh thank you guys so much for having me. No. Oh, Robert, uh can, can I can I play, plug another network on here? Uh Brain Machine Network. Uh we have uh my podcast on there. Leif Noxon has a whole bunch of podcasts on there. Come on through. Nice. Awesome. John Rosenberg, thank you so much. Uh Will, is there anything you want to promote before you go? Yeah, just at William A. Watkins. Uh at William A. Watkins, at Mike Mercadal. Uh you can listen to this. Uh, you're at Zeros on Heroes. Please like, share, and subscribe, and uh, spread the word for all these shows that you love. Sharing is, uh, come on, it's how you you care. Mm -hmm. It's how you show your love. Yeah. Like, dude love. 
No, uh, what, this is the McFoley. regular McFoley. That's the Rick McFoley music. Yeah. Uh, thank you all for listening, and remember yeah. to go out and be heroic. <laughs>